welcome to the Hello Black Belt Read Aloud radio program, sponsored by the Alabama Humanities Foundation and the Stillman College of Education. I am your host, Dr. Allison Upshaw, the Assistant Professor of Voice at Stillman College. I hope you'll join me for the next few weeks as I read all kinds of books to you. Tonight, we're going to start off with a book called Hooray, a Pinata. Do you know what a pinata is? You don't? Well, a pinata is a container made in all kinds of shapes. It's like dragons and ponies and dogs and monsters and donkeys and just all kinds of shapes. But they're special containers because inside they contain candy and toys and prizes. And so you have them at a birthday party. They're meant to be broken. So you the person who has the birthday party and has a pinata will be blindfolded and people will take turns hitting the pinata and trying to burst, make it bust open so that they can get the candy. So that's why, hooray, a pinata is going to be so exciting to read about. Now, it was written and illustrated by Elisa Clevin and published by Puffin Books, who gave us permission to read it. All right, here we go. Are you ready? I can't wait to see what happens with this pinata. Clara's birthday was coming. I'm going to have a cake at my party, she told her friend Samson. Of course you'll have a cake, said Samson. There's always cake at birthday parties. And I'm gonna have balloons, Clara said. Everyone has balloons, said Samson. And I'm going to have a pinata too, Clara added proudly. Mama's taking me to pick one out this morning. Wanna come? Hooray, a pinata! Samson clapped his hands. I love pinatas. I love pinatas too, said Clara as her mother led them to the pinata store. I love to fill them with candy. I love to whack them. Samson said, and smack them and crack them, said Clara, and mash and smash and break them, cried Samson, and watch the candy fall, yelled Clara, and eat the candy, shouted Samson. There are so many pinatas to choose from, donkeys and dinosaurs, peacocks and stars, robots and ice cream cones, lions and lambs, all roughly and fluffly fluffy in their bright paper curls. There were even some monster pinatas. Samson made a face at a big jagged one. Hey, get the scary thundercloud monster, Clara. A thundercloud monster? Clara shook her head. I like this little dog. Can I get him, mama? If that's the one you want, said her mother. He's the one, said Clara. That dog is so small, he won't hold very much candy, Samson told her. I like him though, Clara replied. He's a good little dog, the pinata vendor said as he lifted the pinata down. Clara took the dog in her arms. He was light and soft and he smelled like newspaper. Clara petted the dog's curly fur as she carried him home. I think I'll name him Lucky. He looks like a lucky, said Samson. He's a good little dog. We could take him to the park for a picnic. 
Mom wants me home for lunch, replied Samson, and you should save that pinata for your birthday party. You don't want it to get wrecked. It won't get wrecked. Don't worry, Clara assured him. At home, Clara gave Lucky a bowl of crunchy brown cereal because it looked a little bit like dog food. Lucky seemed to enjoy it. When he had eaten, Clara made him a collar and a leash and took him out for a walk. Hey guys, do you think she really fed Lucky? Remember, Lucky's a pinata. He's not a real dog, I think. I think that Clara is using her imagination and make believe that he is ate his cereal for dinner. That's what I think. Anyway, let's keep reading. Along the way, they stopped to greet people and other dogs and to smell bushes, flowers, and trees. And then they came home and dug a deep hole in the sand. What are you doing to that poor pinata? Samson called from across the fence. Lucky's digging, Clara told him. He's getting all dirty, Samson replied. He'll shake himself clean. Clara, honey, called her mother. Shake yourself clean and get your sweater. We're going to grandma's for dinner. See you, Clara, Samson said. Take care of that pinata. I will, Clara promised. She held Lucky tight as the car sped across the city. Lucky sniffed the air with his many smells, salty, oily, bready, sweet. His ears flapped in the wind. Grandma was waiting for them on her porch. Look, I got a dog, Clara ran to show her. What a good little dog, Grandma petted him. So quiet and so clean. I have to keep him clean because he's really a pinata, said Clara. If I bathed him, his fur would fall apart. But you can brush him, Grandma said as they went into the house, and you can keep him warm. She gave Clara a small crocheted blanket. And here's a little spending money just for you. Thanks, Grandma, Clara hugged her. She knew what she would spend the money on, dog biscuits and a ride on the merry-go-round near Grandma's house. After dinner, they walked there together. As her horse galloped around and around, Clara pretended that she and Lucky were flying. They flew in Clara's dream that night. And on her swing the next morning, they ate cheese sandwiches together and listened to stories and bicycled around the block with Samson. Careful with that pinata, Samson yelled as they raced downhill. Don't worry, Samson, he's safe. That afternoon, Clara and Samson made paper hats for everyone who was coming to her party the next day. Clara made a little hat for Lucky. You like that pinata so much, Samson said. It's gonna be sad when we step in with candy and break him. Clara's eyes filled with tears. I don't want anyone to break him, she said. You mean you won't have a pinata at your party, asked Samson, no candy? We can have candy in bowls, Clara suggested though. She knew it didn't sound like much fun. Samson sighed. <sighs> You should have a real dog, Clara. Maybe I could get you a puppy for your birthday. I can't have a real dog, Clara said. Dogs and cats make my mother sneeze. They do. That's too bad. I'll have to get you something else then, Samson said. What, asked Clara. I'm not sure yet. I'll think of something good. 
Early the next morning, Samson came by with two presents. Clara opened the smaller one first. Inside was a rawhide bone. For Lucky, thanks, Samson. Open the big one, Samson said. Clara tore off the wrapping paper and saw something big and jagged and scary. Hooray, a pinata! Clara clapped her hands. Hooray, a pinata! Samson clapped too. What a pinata, said Clara's mother. Clara hugged the thundercloud. Let's fill it with candy right now. Before you make friends with it too, Samson laughed. Clara's father helped them cut a hole in the pinata and fill it with almond bars and cinnamon swirls, strawberry rolls and taffy, tiny bags of jelly beans and shiny chocolate kisses. Mmm, that sounds like great candy, doesn't it guys? Then they taped the hole shut and hung the heavy thundercloud in Clara's tree. The pinata scowled at the guest as the guest arrived at the party. It glared as they sang and ate cake. It grinned its toothy monster grin as the children took turns trying to break it. They whacked it and cracked it and mashed it and bashed it. But still that storm cloud did not open until Clara gave it a thundering thwack and candy showered down. The children whooped and hollered, hooray, hooray, hooray. They screamed and ran to grab as much as they could hold. And when they'd eaten all they could, they played with the pinata. Samson wore the scowly face as a mask. Clara turned the bottom into a hat and Lucky chased a quick yellow lightning bolt through the grass. The end. Wow, that was a pretty cool story. That was very fun. What was the name of that pinata that Clara loved so? The first one that she got her mother to get her. What was that? Oh, that's right. It was named Lucky. Lucky, I really believe that she used her imagination to pretend that Lucky was a real dog. Yeah, I don't think Lucky really ate all of that stuff, but it would have been pretty cool if she could have imagined it and made it real. What kinds of things do you use for your imagination? Do you have an imaginary pet or imaginary friend? Wow, that's pretty cool, guys. Okay, time for the next book. The next book we're going to read tonight is called Max and the Tagalong Moon. Hmm, Tagalong, I wonder what that means, Tagalong Moon. When somebody tags along it, long, it usually means that they follow you. I wonder why the author chose to call it the Tagalong Moon. Well, it was written and illustrated by Floyd Cooper and published by Puffin Books, who gave us permission to read it. Here we go. Let's see if we can find out why it's called the Tagalong Moon. One night, as Max was leaving Grandpa's house, he reached up to give Grandpa a big hug goodbye. In the sky behind Grandpa appeared a big fine moon. Look, Grandpa, the moon! That old moon will always shine for you, on and on. 
Grandpa and Max gazed quietly at the big moon together as it embraced them in soft yellow light. Max smiled at the moon and Grandpa, then climbed into the car. Goodbye, Grandpa. Bye-bye, moon. As the car pulled away, Max kept his eyes on Grandpa until he disappeared from sight, and all he saw was the moon. Max kept his eyes on that moon, waiting for it to disappear, too. The long ride home was swervy, curvy, this way and that, all the way, and the moon seemed to tag along. Oh, so that's why they call it a tag-along moon. Max giggled as he watched the beautiful bright orb flicker through the passing trees, trailing behind the car as it traveled home, this way and that, playing peekaboo. Have you ever played peekaboo with the moon? I have when I was younger, and it was a lot of fun. Up a hill, down a hill, the moon was ever there. Over a bridge, around a curve, the moon bounced along. Around a tree, past a field of sleeping cows, the moon stayed quietly with Max. Through a small town with roundabout streets, Max gazed up as the moon kept up. At the mouth of a tunnel and out the other end, Max smiled when he saw the moon there waiting. Dark clouds tumbled across the night sky. The stars and nightingales all faded away. Max searched the darkness and wondered, where is the moon? Grandpa said it would always shine for me. What do you think happened to that tag-along moon? Why did it go away? I think I know, but I'm not going to tell you just yet. Finally home, Max took one last look up at the empty night sky. I guess that old moon couldn't shine for me all the way home. Upstairs in bed, the room was dark. Max felt alone. He missed Grandpa. He missed that tag-along moon. And slowly, very slowly, Max's bedroom began to fill with a soft yellow glow. The clouds faded away and the moon peeked through. Max gazed up at that magic ball of light and thought about what Grandpa said. That old moon will always shine for me, on and on. Max knew then that whenever he saw the moon, he would think of Grandpa on and on, and he slept soundly, embraced in soft yellow light. The end. Did you figure out why the tag-along moon disappeared? I did. Remember it said that there were dark clouds that came in, right, and took away the stars and the nightingale? Well, it also took away the moon, except it didn't really take them away. It just covered it up so he couldn't see it. That was pretty fun. I like that book. Can you see the moon from your house? You can. Sometimes, did you know sometimes you can see the moon even in the daytime? You have to look very carefully because the moon never goes away. It's just that usually the sun is so bright that you never get to see it. 
in the daytime. Max was thinking about his grandpa and the moon before he went to sleep. Hmm, what am I going to think about tonight before I go to sleep? What are you going to think about? Are you gonna think about a pet or your parents or your siblings or the fun you had today or the fun you plan to have tomorrow? What are you going to think about before you go to sleep? Wow, that sounds like a lot of fun. All right, hold on, it's almost time for the next book. Our next book is called Llama Llama Loves to Read. Llama Llama Loves to Read, what do you think that's about? Well, I think it's about reading. And llama, llama, well, llamas are animals. And llama is an animal. And llama, llama loves to read. Hmm, it's about an animal that loves to read. So is this a fiction book, something that's not true? Or is it a nonfiction book, something that is true? Hmm. Do animals read? I don't think so. So I think this is a fiction story. All right, let's see what this is all about. Llama Llama Loves to Read by Anna Doody and Reed Duncan, illustrated by J.T. Morrow and published by Vacuum Press, who gave us permission to read. Here we go, are you ready? Llama Llama learns at school counting, writing, reading rules. Friends and school, there's nothing better. Llama learning all the letters. Letters make a special set. That set is called the alphabet. Llama knows the first one, two, three. He can say them A, B, C. And then there's D and next and E and on it goes to X, Y, Z. No two letters are the same, but every letter has a name. It can be said, it can be heard. Letters together make a word. Ant, A-N-T. B, B-E-E. -E. Cat. C-A-T. Llama, llama, learning words, some he's seen and some he's heard, some he has to memorize with his brain and with his eyes. S-U-N. Do you know what that spells? Sun, you're absolutely correct. Llama, llama knows that one, he can read it. This is fun. Llama Llama writes his name and once again, just the same. First a capital L, then a lowercase L, then A-M-A. -A. What do all these letters say? Llama Llama. Something to make a present of, L-O-V-E, that spells love. Words make rhythm, words make rhyme. Words make books for story time. Words tell truth, words tell new things. 
words make songs that we can sing, like twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are, up above the world so high, like a diamond in the sky, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Words are the very best of presents. Words together make a sentence. Llamas' hooves wave in the air. Some words are hard, it's just not fair. No need to frown, no need to pout. Just do your best and sound it out. No need for crying, moaning, bleeding. Llama, llama, hooray for reading. Teacher holds the walking sign. Now it's time to make a line. G-O, go. How does llama, llama know? G and O spell go, go, go. Lots of sentences take a look. Strung together make a book. Look inside, oh, what glory. All those words have made a story. Llama reads so many things, fairy princes, pirate kings, shiny knights and dragon fights, under seas and up great heights. Back to class and off they go, filled with all the words they know. Skipping, hopping, walk in line, Llama Llama sees a sign. And on that sign, what does he see? One S, one T, one O, one P. What does that spell? Stop, absolutely. Llama knows that word says stop. No more skipping, no more hops. Llama reads the word out loud. Llama Llama feeling proud. School is over, the day is done. Llama had a lot of fun. Who can't wait to read to mama? You're a reader, Llama Llama. Words have magic power indeed. Let's see if you can figure out what this spells. I-C-E is the first word. And then C-R-E-A-M is the second word. And then there's a picture of a cone. You can't say it without giving it away. Have you figured it out? It's ice cream, an ice cream cone. That's what they see in the window. And that's what Llama Mama buys for him. What else could a person need? Llama Llama loves to read. The end. Wasn't that fun? I like that Llama Llama loves to read. He and I have that in common. I like to read too. As a matter of fact, I love to read. Do you love to read? Then I think we're going to get along very, very well. What did they say that Llama liked to read about? He read about pirates and fairy princesses and knights and dragons and sword fights and under the sea adventures. Oh, wow, you can find so many things in a book. Well, guys, it's about that time.
time for me to say goodbye. Until next time. See you later.